Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode features Washington-based muralist Glenn Rosenberg. Glenn's journey is yet another one of those amazing artists made by the pandemic stories that we love to hear when a good thing happens from an unlikely circumstance. She's been growing her murals ever since and already has a record $7,000 month under her belt. I'm switching things up a bit with this one and interviewing an artist who is fairly new in her career because I think you're going to be able to relate to her journey a bit better than some of the 20-year-old you know, artist veterans that we've had in the past who have been doing this for a very long time. Glenn is currently in the thick of it and shares what methods she is currently using to gain momentum and new customers as a new artist. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Glenn Rosenberg. Hi guys, today I'm here with Glenn Rosenberg and we're going to chat about all things murals and art business. And if you have any questions as we go along, please let us know. So Glenn, nice to meet you. How did you become an artist? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I really became an artist from the first moment I can remember. I know a lot of people say that, but I grew up in a family with my mom, who was an art teacher in a high school, and my dad, who is a commercial photographer. So I've just always had art in my life. I grew up in Denver, and I went to a high school that was an arts magnet school. So I got to have an art class every day for like an hour from sixth through 12th grade. And I learned like basically everything I know, like technique wise in that school. It was really cool. And then I moved to Seattle and I went to Evergreen State College, which is just like a a liberal arts school. It's a state school. And I kind of wasn't sure if I was going to be an artist at that point, but I took a bunch of printmaking classes and political economy classes and kind of got a little jaded to the world. (laughs) And after that, I went into like retail work and education. And then the pandemic hit and I was still teaching. I was in special education at that time. And it was really, really hard on my mental health. And I basically was just like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And at that point, I mean, I'd been building my art practice for like a year while I was teaching And I just finally decided I needed to quit my job. And I went full-time artist at that point. And I was doing mostly murals during the pandemic. Our city got totally boarded up and people started painting murals on the outsides of the buildings. And it kind of like kicked off this like mural renaissance in Seattle that a lot of artists kind of got their start. So that was really what kicked it off. And since then, I've just been painting murals, doing fine art, like gallery shows, and a lot of digital art. Awesome. Wow. I was just talking to someone the other day and we're like, you know, COVID was such a great thing for artists. There's, I've been talking to so many artists that have are now full-time because of that thing that happened. And so that's awesome. Okay. How did you start getting your first mural jobs? Because we have a lot of people who listen that are in those first little bit of stages and they're like, how do I get customers? Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain when you're in that period because it just seems like it happens to other people and not you. I had been building my 
mural painting skills, we actually built a wall in our backyard. My partner is also a spray paint artist. So he taught me a bunch of techniques and we just like practice. And I basically like built a portfolio out of like repainting that wall over and over again. And then from there, I was like posting on Instagram and my first client found me by searching a hashtag. I think she searched Seattle street artist. And so that job ended up being painting the entire inside of a cafe restaurant. And it was a really, really cool job. I actually did it with my partner. So that was my first job. And since then, it's mostly been Instagram, but a lot of word of mouth. A lot of it is actually other artists recommending me to clients, which has been really cool, like building a network of artists who are kind of more about collaboration than competition. I love that. Uh, that's a rarity <laughs> like to find a group of artists that are going to recommend you like that. That's amazing. How did you meet these artists? Mostly on Instagram, but also like through the boarded up pandemic mural project that I was talking about. A lot of the artists like met during that time period and became friends. That's awesome. Okay. And then just to step back really quick, you painted the same wall over and over to get your portfolio going. That is amazing. And I love it because that's a step that not a lot of artists are really want to take because it's just hard to paint and not get paid for it. Let's just be real. Like it feels like you're just like crafting or wasting your time. And a lot of people just won't put in that free work to get paid work later, but you did and you did it into where you were painting over it over and over. How many times did you paint over that wall? Like three or four? I don't know. I think we had it for a couple of years. So it was many, many repaintings. And we actually would like host parties and like have people come over and paint the wall with us too. So I think at that point I had another job. So I wasn't like really worried about money. And I was taking it as just having fun with my friends and learning a new medium, spray paint, so. Yeah, yeah, and shout out to social media for getting your first client off there off of a hashtag. (laughs) I know. Yeah, just when we thought that hashtags were no more and pointless and social media posting just takes so much effort, you're getting your first couple jobs from social media and through this artist network. That's awesome. It's just so cool to see how different artists start up because everybody has their own first mural. Everybody has their own, how they got their first job. So how do you get jobs now? Yeah. So I do do some outreach. I'll like email and DM people and it's a lot of no's. A lot of people have ghosted me too, which I'm just like, okay, that's not very professional. But I have gotten some jobs from that. Like I recently did a beer label and that was just from DMing someone on Instagram and being like, hey, I really want to do this project. And I know you have a connection with this company. So yeah, it's still mostly word of mouth and people suggesting me. I just did a mural in a restaurant and that was another artist who told them about me. So yeah, it's mostly word of mouth at this point. I guess, could you talk a little bit about maybe some of the recent ones that you've reached out to and have landed and how you word that to them exactly? Because people are, you know, we have this idea that, oh, there's there's this coffee shop down the road. I would love to like, what do I say to them? So how did you exactly reach out to them? Yeah. Okay. So I did a lot of research about this. The first thing I would say is I'm using the streak integration on Chrome. So that is a like CRM technology that lets you mass email a lot of people, but 
enter variables. So it looks like you're just emailing one person and that saves so much time. So I've just made all these like spreadsheets full of clients and potential clients and their email. And then it like plugs it into Gmail for you. So you don't have to like type everything out. That's been really helpful. And I basically just, I have like a sheet of examples. I think I have like six examples on that sheet. If I want to do a mural, it'll be all mural examples. If I want it to be digital design, it'll be a different sheet with like more specific examples. So then I'll email the company and I'll pitch it by saying like, hey, I love this about your company. And I think we'd be a really good fit. Here's some examples of my work. When is a good time to have a conversation? And then I always try to follow up like a week later. And so I've sent like hundreds and hundreds of emails that way. And I've gotten a lot of interest, but so far I've only gotten one that is moving forward. And we're kind of in a stage where we're getting the design approved by the city because it's in Redmond, just like in the Seattle area, but they have some kind of strict rules around murals. And I think the city needs to like approve every mural that goes up. So we're in that stage right now. We haven't signed a contract or anything yet, but yeah, that's the technique. I've kind of taken a break from it this month just because I've been really busy with other stuff, but I typically will move like through industry. So I was doing, I'm in Washington. So we were doing cannabis companies and I've also done like restaurants and like hotels and apartment complexes. That's awesome. Okay. So do you think that when you reach out, it might be a lack of personalization with each one since you're copying and pasting all of them? Because I find that whenever people reach out to me and they don't say something about my specific business, I just ignore it. So that's the thing. I do say something about the specific business. Like it's a a mass email, but there's variables. So every single email will have like a specific sentence about something that I found on their website or that I already know about their business. So it, it takes a lot of research to have those details. I am not sure why. I think it's just one of those things where you're going to get a lot of no's before you get yeses. And also like finding the right industries that like have money and have like follow through. Because I've like, I've gone and met with a lot of people and it's just like getting to that contract stage that's hasn't been as I think so too yeah and I think it's just a lot of like when someone's ready you know because a lot of people aren't they don't need a mural right now and so that even though we're you know reaching out they might need a mural next year and if you had to have reached out at that time maybe but which is I guess is why a follow-up is always really good (laughs) right and I honestly I will just keep emailing them until they tell me no like perfect if they they don't respond I'll like wait like a couple weeks and just like check back in and just being as persistent as possible because like you said they might have the money at a certain point and be like all right we're ready to go yeah what are you charging for your services So it it kind of depends on the situation. Like I'm still in my first year and a half of business. So I try to charge 25 to 30 per square foot for murals, but I'm also like trying to pay my rent. So sometimes I'm like, okay, a thousand dollars, like let's do this. And then also just having like flexible pricing depending on the client, because some clients are really big and they have millions of dollars. So just trying to like think through, is this client, do they have a huge budget? And like, Trying, it's so hard. Clients never want to tell you what their budget is, but like 
trying to figure out their budget. (laughs) I came from a middle-class background, so it was kind of hard for me to conceptualize how much money these companies are actually spending. And like a couple thousand dollars can be like a drop in the bucket to some companies. So just like trying to price accordingly. I also assist other artists a lot on murals and I'll do like $25 to like 60 an hour, kind of depending on their budget. And then royalties. That is something I really want to do more of. I've only had one opportunity with royalties so far, but that was amazing. So I think in that situation, it was like 10% of their total revenue, not the total revenue, but minus cost. So that was really, really cool. What do you mean exactly? Like, so what, what exact scenario are you talking about? So for that, I, this is one of the coolest projects I've done so far. I was asked to make a Jersey for Seattle's new hockey team. So they just started a team last year. Yeah, it was really cool. It's called the Kraken. And they did, they reached out to five different artists and we each did a different night. So I did Pride Night and I designed a jersey that the players wore during their warmup. It was really, really cool. So I got paid a fee for the art. They like took me to the game. I got to ride the Zamboni. They like put us up in a suite. It was really fun. And then they also made merch that like the general public could buy and that we received royalties for, which was really cool. Awesome. Okay. So did you get paid up front or you just did the royalties and you had them sign some kind of contract, right? Is that, or did they approach you and say, Hey, this is how we want to do it. They approached me and they had like their budget set and everything. Yeah. So there was a flat fee that we got paid for the artwork. I think it was in like 50% upfront and then 50% once the project was completed. And then the royalties came in, like we did that last year. And then the royalties were this year. It was like a really long and drawn out thing. They like had us sign, you know, non-disclosure agreements and stuff. So it was like a whole thing. That's awesome. Well, just to have them on your resume to be like, yeah, Yeah. I... I worked with them. You know, I've gotten a couple jobs just because people saw me working with our like local Ford dealer and they're like, oh, if you can paint their logo, you can paint mine. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, but it's just like association. So that's so cool. And they found you on Instagram or? You know, I asked them and they would not tell me how they found me. I always try to ask because it's such good data, but they they wouldn't tell. I assume it was on social media. That's awesome. Do you have any other crazy, fun, lesson learned stories uh, from your muraling in the last couple of years? Oh man, there's so many. Let's see. I'm trying to think of like really fun ones. You're always going to spill paint. And something that I feel <laughs> yeah. working with, I work with my friend Stevie Shaw a lot, and she is really, really fast thinking when it comes to cleaning up paint. And she'll literally just like scoop the paint up with her hands and like, dump it back in the container. So just stuff like that, like figuring out the fastest way to like clean up your messes. On the last wall we were working on, we were driving this lift and like we're in this parking lot and everyone will come up to you and like try to park like really, really close to the lift. And we had this one woman come up and at first she was really like sweet and she was like, wow, this looks amazing. And then she was like trying to park and we were like, we got to drive the lift over there. Like, please don't park there. And she got super mad and like drove away in a huff. And we like went back to painting and not even five minutes later, she comes back and she's like, 
I am so sorry. I got so nasty. Like, this looks amazing. You guys are doing great. And we're just like, whoa, that was the fastest apology that I've ever heard. So it's just like stuff like that all the time where you just have to kind of manage the public and like have conflicts with people that maybe will get resolved in like five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Those sound like my pregnancy hormones right now. Really? I'm like, I was doing sketches earlier and I got it all done and I've been working on this for a while. And I'm like, I'm so happy. And I like started to like, my eyes started to water. I'm like, get it together. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I guess one of my last questions is, you know, do you have any advice for artists who are just starting out since you're pretty fresh in it and you, I'm excited to watch your art career and see where you go. And you have a very unique style that's just, it just draws you in. And so what advice do you give for other artists who are maybe starting out where you were about a year and a half ago or two years ago? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just to make sure you have money saved up. I think I had like $10,000 saved when I first started. And I've definitely had months where I had to pay my rent with my savings. And that's doesn't feel good in the moment, but you also have to have this faith that more jobs are going to come to you. And obviously you're doing the work to like get those jobs. It's not like it's magic, but it is, people say it's up and down and it really is like, that was kind of surprising to me coming from a nine to five job where I had a really stable paycheck. Like I do miss that. So yeah, having a good saving saved up and making sure that you're saving money for your taxes is really important. Yeah, I guess figuring out your pricing is going to be really important. And like, also there's a lot of people like on Instagram who will talk about never working under your minimum. And the fact of the matter is you're probably going to have to do things that like aren't ideal when you're starting out, but they're all going to be learning experiences and they're going to help you figure out like what to do in the future. Like for instance, if you charge not enough money for a project and then when it comes out and it launches and you realize like how many people are buying the product and how much money the company is making and you're like, wow, I only got $3,000 for that. And it's just like a good reminder in the future to make sure you're pitching high numbers, even if it sounds scary, like pitch $10,000 if you want. It's like important to just put out there how much you think the product is worth or the mural is worth and just like try it out. I think another thing that's really, really important for me and my business is valuing rest and making sure you're not working seven days a week. I know a lot of people love the hustle culture and like really hype it up, but it's not sustainable. And it's so important to, especially if you're painting murals, you're going to need like a week off after you finish a big mural because your body is just going to be totally exhausted. And if you just try to like jump from project to project to project, you're going to get sick or you're going to get hurt. So I really try to take days off, take a week off every once in a while you're your own boss. So you need to like manage your time in a way that you can make it sustainable and that you're not like working yourself to death. 
so true. And I'm thinking about every summer prior to this where I just, I did exactly that. I, I worked and then I did the next project and the next project and sometimes would take a weekend off, maybe. And I just got burnt out. I remember there was like once every year that I would just be crying in the shower, like I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. Like my husband's like, you work for yourself. So like, stop. I'm like, oh, you're right. But yeah, just hearing that you are taking days off in between and you sometimes even take a week off. It's just good to put that out there because when people come out and mural with me, even they're always like, oh, wow, this is a lot more physical than you realize. And I'm like, oh, it's a reminder that this is a very physical job. Yeah. And I mean, right now, like this month, I'm having a really good month. This is like my best month so far money-wise. And it's, you know, it's only like halfway through the month. So my plan was, okay, I'm going to really take it easy. I like booked myself a little vacation at the end of the month and then things keep coming up and I'm like, ah, oh, I just feel like I've been working nonstop and I'm like, I can't, I need a break. Like I just did a live painting thing this weekend, which was like really fun, but it was on a Saturday and like normally I try not to work on the weekends. So yeah, it's just really important to like even schedule it in, like write down in your planner, like not working these days. And I won't even like talk about art on my days off. <laughs> like very strong boundaries around rest for me is really important. Yeah. Can I ask what is your, like, what amount are you making this month so far? Yeah. So my goal is $10,000 and I'm at 7,000 for this month. So it's enough. It's not like where I want to be, but it's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're halfway through the month and you've made $7,000 for the month. That is pretty freaking great. And you're in your second year of doing this full time. And so this is just a great example for those who are wanting to get into it. I say it all the time. Murals are where the money's at. <laughs> they just are. And doing the the live painting type thing, like it's good to have different things going on, but it's just so profitable because I just think back to my mom makes a little over $30,000 for the year and she works her butt off. She's a really great worker and she's been doing that for a long time. It's a safe job, but $30,000 for the whole year and you know, you just pulled in seven in a couple weeks. Like <laughs> add that up. You, like It's just the profit is exponential. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. So, um, yes. So where can people find you if they want to follow you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram. My handle is at Glenn Rosenberg. And there's a period in between Glenn and Rosenberg. And then you can also find me on TikTok at Glenn Rosenberg. And I'm on Twitter. I think I'm just Glenn Rosenberg on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Glenn Rosenberg Design Company is my company name. I also have a website, glennrosenberg.com. It's mostly just my name (laughs) everywhere. Where do you get the most customers from? Is it Facebook, Instagram, your website? Where are are Um, they contacting you? Definitely Instagram. Definitely Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram is, I'm seeing that as a trend lately. Instagram is pretty hot right now with reels and whatnot. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. And we will be in contact and I wish you all the best in your coming years. And I'm excited to keep following along. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good luck with the rest of your pregnancy. (laughs) Thanks.
That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. If you've liked this episode and you've liked the tips and inspiration that you've gotten from it, then I want to encourage you to join our Artist Academy Advanced Membership. We are currently going through the yearly fourth quarter success plan designed to help you, the artist in need of a little marketing direction, make money with your art during the most profitable time of year. If there's ever a time to double down on your art business, efforts with promoting and pitching and sending out the emails that you know you need to send out (laughs) and creating holiday window art and getting clear on what you're offering this holiday season and communicating that effectively with your audience now is that time every year i double down on my efforts to sell during the fourth quarter and every year i get better and better at it and make even more money than any year prior for example like my yearly sale where I started off making $1,000 in one day the first year I tried this. Then the next year got even better, tweaked my messaging a little bit and made $3,000 in one day. And then the following year made $5,000 in one day selling the art that was just sitting on my website that nobody had yet purchased just by enhancing my marketing and promotion efforts with this fourth quarter success plan. Every year I give you the exact game plan that I'm using refined by years past in the form of step-by-step videos and templates for you to use to sell your unique art. Whether it be originals, prints, or my favorite, murals. I make it really easy for you (laughs) to get some help with your art business plan during this very timely part of the year. Go to artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co or click the link below in the notes to apply and join our group of highly encouraging artists from all over the world. Again, it's artistacademy.co and I'll see you inside the membership for our fourth quarter success plan.